Hey everybody, I hope you guys are doing good today. Can everybody hear me? Of course, I'm not at my regular location. I am in Atlanta still. Let me make sure y'all can see and hear me. I'm so tired, y'all. I have been running the streets. I have been busy. It's been a lot going on. Okay, good. Y'all can see me and hear me. Hey, everybody. My voice is like damn near gone. I'm hoping we will have a good connection with this stream because I am using this Airbnb Wi-Fi. So hopefully y'all can see me. It looks kind of grainy a little bit. But we're going to try and get to, through this stream as best as we can, child. Okay. Thank y'all so much. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I had to come down to Atlanta. I have a lot going on down here. I had to come down for this YouTube event. So I got to go to it yesterday. And shout out to, like, all my young tea sippers that I met um, that went to Morehouse and Clark Atlanta University. That was my first time ever, like, walking through an HBCU. Um, and then what's the other one? It's Morehouse, Clark, and uh, what's the, the girl one? The girl university? Spellman, yes. So I met, you know, a lot of people from them schools. It was so dope. Like I had such a good time. It was just a lot of black excellence. And shout out to my tea sippers. Um, Y'all are going to school for like really dope degrees. I'm super proud of you guys. And it was just nice to get feedback from people talking about they've been watching me since high school and that I encourage them to go to college. And so that made me feel so good. Um, cause you know, I'm from the Midwest. I live in Minnesota. So up there is just PWIs, predominantly white institutions. So it was really dope to like, just be at an HBCU. Cause I never got that HBCU college experience. Um, so good luck on y'all's homecoming this weekend. People were asking me to come to homecoming. I got a lot of stuff to do this weekend, so I cannot come to the homecoming, but y'all have fun at homecoming for me. Um, I know Clark Atlanta had theirs when I landed on Saturday when I got here, but I had to go to Candy's event. Candy had her dungeon party. And then I had to go to 21 Savages event afterwards. So it was a lot. Um, I haven't even posted these pictures yet, but let me share with y'all my little outfit, honey, for Candy's dungeon party. I had to wear lingerie. And y'all know I hate anything like overly girly. But I had to wear some, some lingerie. But it was cool. It was a cool little party. That's my little fit. Um, T.I. was there. Juvenile was there. It was fun. It was at the Roxy. Um, and then I went the next day to this boss chicks event, like this, the Bosties or whatever. And that was really cool. That was at Yandy's store. So when I tell you, I've been like at one place after another, after another. Yes, the Bosties. So this young lady, Mulatto, threw that event and it was so dope. We had such a good time. And then that was me at Clark Atlanta University yesterday um, in my little pink honey. So I haven't even posted these pictures. So when I tell you, I have been busy. It's been like one thing after another, after another, after another. So I was like, nope, I got to get on here. I miss my tea sippers. Got to come on and stream with y'all. I'm still keeping up with all the topics and everything going on on social media. Um, oh, yeah, I got invited. Hold up, Cam Bam. I got invited to Jada Pinkett's event. They wanted me to come. I did not trust myself. See, I'm the type of person, I, you know, I have to think about the shit that I go to. And I did not trust myself to not get up there and be like, I'm going to leave Will. I'm going to leave Will. 
I was like, you know what? I'm a pass. I'm a pass. I did get invited to go to her book signing um, where she spoke. Freddie wanted me to come with him so bad. And I was like, no. Because I know when I see Jada, I'm going to leave Will shit. So I was like, I'm not even going to go. I'm going to stay here. So I did not go, but I was invited. <laughs> but yeah, I would have been on some, you know what I'm saying? Some ADHD shit. Like, I'm going to leave Will. I was like, no, let me not go to this ladies event chat. I said, just go ahead and record some shit for me. I posted on my social media, but no, I refuse to go to Jada's event. Fuck that. <laughs> and the tea is a lot of media people were invited and they turned it down. So a lot of people were not interested in whatever the hell she's calling herself selling. I'm hearing her book is good from some people who had left comments saying her book is good, you know, Bless y'all, I don't have any intentions on reading it, but good luck to her and her book. But yeah, I was like, uh-uh, I just could not trust myself. I'd have been introduced to her, and the only thing I could think in my head is, I'm going Will. <laughs> so I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> so I didn't go to that at all. So I do turn stuff down. Oh, and then people were like sending me... um the fight at 21 Savage's birthday party. First, let me go ahead and explain this, okay? I am grown. I'm not one of these folks out here. I'm not starstruck. I've been around enough celebrities, you know, take pictures, high and by, keep a pushing. Anytime there's large crowds of people, and especially when it's like a hip hop event, my head is on a swivel, okay? Um, that fight that's going viral that 21 was trying to break up, that wasn't even the only fight, child. It was at least two of them. But um, he's actually responding. So let me pull this up real quick. Because people were sending me this. Like, do you see me in the crowd running? When it comes to, like, events like that, I don't like being in the middle of crowds. I don't do festivals. So you even at Cardi B's events, like, I'm not usually, like, in the middle of crowds. I'm usually off to the side, near the stage. I, little find, I usually find, like, a little cool little place in the cut. Shout out to my homegirl, Shantae. We had a good time. So while folks were sitting there running, no, we were off on the other side, taking pictures, having fun by the food trucks, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, that I wasn't in the crowd when they were doing all that. I refused to be in a crowd of a bunch of young people at any type of hip hop event. Um, so he's addressing it. Let's go ahead, it's on Hollywood Unlocked. So this was, he says, why are y'all dragging me for a video of me trying to stop a fight and twisting it into what y'all want to be? Who wants to fight on their birthday? And he was definitely breaking up the fight. But like I said, this wasn't even the only incident, to be honest with y'all. Oh, shit, there's music playing. Let me mute it. But you see, he's trying to break up the fight here. But yeah. It's to be expected at anything with hip-hop. You got to have your head on a swivel. So, yeah, no, I was not in the crowd, you know, young people. And, you know, I was enjoying the music. Uh, Fabo was killing it. I mean, it was a lot of, like, throwbacks. I was here for the old school music. I had my little 2000s outfit on. It was definitely a vibe. Thank y'all so much for, like, all the love on my outfit because um, I was putting that together. So I had a good time, you know. Um, people wore bandanas in the 2000s. I don't know why that shocked some of y'all. Everybody, like, you see most of the crowd is wearing red. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how people dress in the 2000s with bandanas on and boyfriend jeans that were cut up. I cut up my jeans myself. 
and my red J's, you know what I'm saying? So I had a good time, but yeah, no, I was not in the crowd. I, refu I refused to be in a crowd of a bunch of young people, you know what I'm saying, drunk and high. Hell no, we was out to the side by the food trucks, having a good old time, two-stepping and reminiscing the 99s and the 2000s, okay? But yeah, thank you so much. I had a good time. It was fun. But yeah, those, those are to be expected, child. They're always going to fight and, you know, act a fool at them damn events. Yes, bandanas with the rhinestone, Desiree. Thank you. I had a bunch of bedazzled bandanas. I didn't have enough time to put my rhinestones on there. So I was like, I'm going to just, you know, grab me a bandana. But I didn't have no time. But, yeah, the rhinestone bandanas was the shit. Beyonce and them used to rock it. Remember little Bow Wow? Everybody had rhinestone bandanas back then. But, like, the music was really good. It was, it was to me, it was fun. It was a vibe. Um, but, again, you'll always have people who will act a fool, you know, in situations. And, you know, anytime you have a party, it's hard to, like, just relax and enjoy your event. Um, and the girl who does the big events down here in Atlanta, I love her work. So anytime I know that she's doing, like, the event and she's decorating, I'm going because she's going to go all out. She's not stepping off her throne for under $30,000. I know that party had to cost him at least hundred grand because she recreated his childhood homes. If y'all see the video that I took... With all the pictures, those were all pictures like him and his brother. That was his childhood home on Glenwood. Like, she does such a dope job. Like, she had, like, a huge chain. She recreated Club uh, 21. Um, if y'all remember Club 112 or Club 112, whatever, when it was here in Atlanta, she recreated that. Like, her work is so dope. And what was so interesting is the very next day we went back over there for Yandy's event because Yandy's uh, restaurant and stuff is over there near the underground. All that shit was cleaned up because we didn't leave until 3 o'clock in the morning and everything was cleaned up when we got there by like 7 o'clock for Yandy's event. So her team is so dope. So anytime, you know, she's involved in doing like an event, oh, and I'm in Atlanta, I'm definitely going because she makes some of like the dopest props. So I, I usually go for like just the artistic stuff, you know, like artistically, she killed it. So I was here for her work. I just love her work when I'm in Atlanta. So I had a good time, you know what I'm saying? It was lit. So y'all welcome. We got over 4,000 people in here. Okay, cool. We could start the show. Thank y'all for coming in. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to talk about, right? Let's see, what should we talk? What should we hit on first? Okay, let's hit on... Caesar Pena, because he is finally speaking. So we're going to talk about that, then we're going to talk about all the other stuff. So y'all know this whole drama that's going on with Caesar Pena, you know, the, the Breakfast Club, DJ Envy. So he is finally speaking. Um, I don't have my tiny violin because I'm not in Minnesota right now. But he's talking about the situation. He's claiming DJ Envy had nothing to do with it. He's finding out who his real friends are. Um, he's blaming you know, Tony for being basically messy, him and the credit dude. Child, he has blame for everybody but himself. So we're going to go ahead and watch. I don't think we're going to watch the whole video, but we're going to watch some of it. Cesar Pena. It looks like we have an excellent connection, so I hope y'all can still see and hear me. Okay, let me go ahead and share my screen here. This is Caesar. He's finally talking, even though his lawyer has told him to shut the fuck up. My meal man, and I think he's gonna sue me, right? <laughs> At this point, I think my landscape. I think everybody's suing me. I don't. I don't know who's gonna sue me. I can't say anything, right? Um. The one thing I am gonna say, 
you know, whenever you touch success, right, you get all these people that want to be around you, right? Everybody wants to be a friend. Everybody wants to just touch you, right? Because, like, oh, my God, I touched this guy. He'll change my life, right? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was, I'm successful, right? I was successful. Everybody wants to be my friend. Everybody wants to be around me. As soon as and all these people that have profited from my success, which there's more people that profited from my success than the people that are suing me. But yet, all these people that profited from my success, all the people that I have built out of jail, all the people that I have put cars in my name, apartments in my name, helped them with down payments for houses, helped them with this, helped them with when they can't pay their rent. Where are these people at? I don't see them. But yet, I got all the haters, right? All the Tony Bologna fans that are on my page. You're going to jail. Pay the people. But yet, there's two, three sides to every story, right? I have 20 lawsuits. Out of those 20 lawsuits, a lot of those people I don't owe money to. Because everybody's suing me because they're like, oh my God, this guy's successful. I could sue him. I could sue him. I could sue him. Oh, I'm going to get this money, right? Then you have all these people being co co What's the word? Coerced? Coerced? Whatever it is, whatever the word is, right? To sue people affiliated with me just because they're a bigger name, right? They're a bigger name than me. And that's the situation that breaks my heart the most is how in all these lawsuits, these 20 lawsuits, DJ Envy was never in the room. DJ Envy has nothing to do with any of these 20 lawsuits of these people that are suing me. And it's, it fucking sucks, bro. It pisses me off that all these people are bashing DJ Envy, Fun Master Flex, Rick Ross, every single person. Because what you people got to understand is that DJ Envy is so successful in hip-hop that as far as a DJ, the people just don't like him. And even though I love DJ Envy, but 9 out of 10 people don't like him. I don't know why. You know, what that, what, what that, what's that about? I don't know if DJ Envy is a bad tipper. I don't know what it is. Well, he is, he is a bad tip, but I'm not going to lie. He is a bad tip. Sorry, Ed. But, you know, you got this guy, Tony the Closer, uh, making, you know, talking like there's a narrative, right? And people don't see it. I talk shit about DJ MV. I talk shit about Caesar. I'm selling my, my girl's ugly ass boots. I talk shit about DJ MV. I talk shit about Caesar. I talk shit about Jenny Tips. I'm selling a real estate course. I talk shit about Caesar. I talk shit about DJ Envy. I'm selling an ugly ass t-shirt. And people don't see that, right? Okay. We we gonna take a break real quick. First of all, Caesar. Let me come back on my screen. First of all, sir. I'm gonna need you to have a tall glass to shut the fuck up. When people get involved in things, especially like scamming, you're, you're going to find out who your real friends are. Nobody's going to stand next to you when you are sitting here in 20 lawsuits. Um, it's coming out that you didn't own a majority of these homes that you were selling to multiple people. Why would people stand next to you? It's going to look bad for their own personal business, their own personal brand. The fact that he's still dick riding DJ Envy and, you know, oh, DJ Envy didn't do anything and this makes me feel bad. It sounds like DJ Envy may have allegedly cut him a check or told him, you know, you better clean this up, clean up my name or, you know, possibly threaten him. 
because y'all don't even follow each other. Like you're you're going so hard for DJ Envy and y'all don't even follow each other anymore. DJ Envy unfollowed you. DJ Envy is distancing himself from you. You know, the whole thing, it's very funny that he's more mad that he's been exposed by Tony and the fans saying things than the fact that he's out here legitimately scamming people. Another thing that's very interesting about this situation, like I, you know, tell folks all the time, is that you have to vet people. This man is laughing and giggling and carrying on like this is funny. And I get sometimes people laugh because of nervousness or they don't know how to handle situations, but there's nothing funny about this. You know, then he starts going in on folks being broke and saying that, you know, he may go to jail, but he can always, you know, come back out and make more money. So we're going to go ahead and finish listening. I'm going to, you know, skip past a few parts. We're going to finish listening to what he has to say here. So give me just a second. want to kind of... Oh, I hope he gets locked up. I hope he gets locked up. I hope he gets locked up. I got locked up. I'm still here. Right? Right? So now... I'm, I'm here, here. And guess, and guess what? what? You fucking fuck geniuses. geniuses. That you don't want me seen get charged and locked up. Now the government is involved. Now the government is going to come in and say, we're stating all these losses till your criminal proceedings are done. So guess what? From a year to two years to getting paid, now it could be three to five years. And you guys will be lucky if you see anything. And this is like the most retarded shit in the world. Instead of having a conversation with somebody, that's been successful for all these years. Somebody in the comments said, explain the food charges, sir. <laughs> Mr. DoorDash. I have a track record from 2017 to 2022 of no losses, no problems. Then this guy starts backing me, I got a shitload of losses, right? And again, you know. Okay, y'all are saying that it's echoing? Oh, I don't know why it's echoing. Okay, it's echoing really bad. I'm just seeing the the uh, thing. I'm not sure why it's echoing. Maybe StreamYard is on something. Okay, this is my thing. We ain't got. We don't have to listen to his whole song and dance, and you know his tiny violin. My whole thing is this. He's just making like a bunch of excuses at this point. Um, you took investor money, point blank, period. And this is the problem: is that. I get that mentality of you shouldn't use your own money. You got to use other people's money for you. Like, let's say you're trying to, you know, shoot a movie, right? You may not have the funds to pay for the locations and the camera equipment, things like that. So you get investor money to help you create your own documentary, your own movie. People do that all the time in LA. So, and the same thing with real estate. But the problem is this though, once somebody gives you money, and you have a contract, or in this case, a lot of verbal agreements, that that money is supposed to be used to buy homes, property, to you know hire contractors on the bids that you put out there for like different things to rehab these homes, and you spend that money on other things other than what you're supposed to do with that money, that white there is wire fraud. That is fraudulent all the way. You cannot mix money that people give you for certain things. You can't turn around and dip in the stash and go get DoorDash. You can't turn around and dip in the stash and go to the Cheesecake Factory. Those are two different things. You have to have separate accounts, one for your investors that's never touched, 
And if you take any of that money out, you have to have the receipts showing this money was taken out to start a construction loan, to pay for the digging, to pay for the cement. You have to have receipts for everything. So he's full of shit. The fact that he's, you know, there's video of him and DJ Envy talking about using other people's money. And now he wants to sit here and try and play crazy and act like, you know, everybody's just hating. And, you know, these people are stupid. You guys are suing him. So now this has stopped him from being able to pay people back. The thing is, these people had contracts with him long before this, right? He's been doing this since 2017. People were supposed to have a ROI within six months that he was unable to pay. So regardless if he was still able to do the whole, you know, flipping NJ situation, he was already in the hole and not being able to pay people, hence why he was robbing Peter to pay Paul. So I don't feel bad for him. I think it's really sad, this whole situation. And like I've said before, this is why as influencers and people who watch influencers, you have to be careful with who you follow. This is why I don't get myself involved with other influencers. I refuse to do collaborations and bring any random person on my channel to talk about things, real estate and courses and all that shit. Fuck that. Create your own platform and you go pitch that stuff on your own platform. You'll never do it here on my platform. I'm never going to allow somebody to come and sell nonsense to my tea sippers, to people. Even with some of these sponsorships, you have to like really vet them. I told y'all a while ago when established titles, they hit me up and wanted me to sell to my audience, you know, titles in Ireland or some shit or Scotland. And so as I did more investigation, I'm like, this doesn't even sound right. Like, can I now go to Scotland and be a real lord or a lady? And so the more I investigated, I'm like, this sounds like a bunch of fraud. It just sounds stupid. And so I never pitched it. I never sold it. I told them, never mind, I'm not interested. And they were trying to give me several thousand dollars to promote it. I was like, no, I'm straight. This doesn't make any sense to me. You know, and then we find out months later that it was a scam and a lot of YouTubers got caught up in the established title scams. So you have to be careful. This is why I don't promote people's GoFundMes, people's, you know, none of that stuff. If you want to know, you know, somebody is going through something and they have a GoFundMe up, you need to go to their GoFundMe yourself directly and go donate your own money. I'm not posting links to other people's shit because then as soon as something comes back fraudulent, it comes back on me because I promoted it, because I shared it. So I always tell people, you know, even in disaster situations, go look up, you know, the Red Cross info or the GoFundMe info, you know, if you want to donate to the Gaza Strip or to, you know, hurricane relief. You need to go do your own research and go vet the people that you are sending your money to. The problem is right now, everybody wants people to do the work for them. And it's nobody's job to do your due diligence, okay? This is your money. This is money coming out of your household. You're taken out of your children's mouths. So you need to do your due diligence. Don't let somebody just, you know, sit up on the breakfast club in a nice suit and run their mouth. I'm sorry. Caesar looks like he doesn't care about his health. And this is not me being shady. That man is morbidly obese. So the fact that he doesn't care about his health, I don't get good vibes that he's going to care about my money. I'm just saying. He just looked unhealthy, un un unkempt. And people were just giving him thousands and thousands of dollars. I, I just, I don't get it. I, you know, I'm just keeping it real. He just didn't look like he cared. Like he didn't even care himself. He, even in that stream, he's like, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. 
I'm not the most articulate person, y'all know that, but I'm also not selling shit and acting like I'm an expert in everything. I just give my opinion on stuff and that's it. You know, so I just feel like, yeah, he just looked mangy. Like he just rolled over out of bed like, hey y'all, I'm in this house. Like there was one video of him and DJ Envy sitting in front of some house acting like, oh yeah, the concrete's about to be poured in. There was like no construction, anything. There was like no safety inspection stick. There was just nothing. There was no hard hats to be seen, no construction workers. And y'all remember when I was building my house, I'm literally showing you the masonry guy sitting in my front yard, mixing the masonry mix. He's putting, cause you know, I wanted stone on the front of my house to break up the black. Cause I built the all black house and I wanted stone. I'm showing y'all the masonry guy there. Y'all are seeing him mixing, you know what I'm saying? They deleted my old Instagram, fuck DJ Vlad for that. But y'all saw the masonry guy mixing the masonry mix, the cement mix. Y'all saw, you know what I'm saying? He was putting the shit on my house. I, I showed y'all the guy laying carpet in, my, in the theater room. Like I'm showing y'all is their building stuff. The, the porcelain. I didn't see none of that from DJ Envy and Cesar Pena. I just seen them in, you know, random homes. But I'm not seeing any construction work being done. Y'all saw literally white men and Mexican men all through my house when I'd be in there just doing like, you know, quick vlogs. There was always guys. They'd be, Mex uh, they'd be Spanish music playing and shit. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, taking breaks and dancing. You know, I'm, I'm kicking it with them and everything. So it's just like, it, none of it made sense. I didn't see any of this. I, I just don't understand like what, were, what was everybody investing in. They're, they're just making videos saying, hey, invest. But we're not seeing any videos showing like people actually doing work and getting the homes together. I didn't see any of those videos. <laughs> Maybe I missed it. I didn't see that shit. <laughs> I didn't see that. I'm like, I saw more construction in my house than all of these, you know, real estate ventures that Caesar Pena supposedly had. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it at all. Again, y'all, we have to start doing our own research. And understand that, you know, when you're investing, investing is not sexy. It's not watching somebody stand in front of a Lamborghini. It's not watching somebody being in, being in a multi-million dollar home and saying, you too can live like this. No, you have to be smart with your money, especially being that times are hard. Things are getting worse out here. We are on the verge of World War III. Please do your due diligence. We need to stop allowing scammers like Caesar, Jay Morrison, and all these other people, the Carl Cardones, you know what I'm saying, uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, we ain't, we ain't forgot about y'all. Y'all know I don't ever, I can't tell which brother is what. I think it's Logan that had like the crypto, the NFT scams, you know, so we just have to be really smart and understand that nobody who is an influencer should be telling people where to invest their money you should be talking to a CPA. You should be talking to somebody who has a degree in finance. You know what I'm saying? Even for me, I don't get up here and give people stock advice, real estate advice. I'm not a, a fiduciary person. I didn't go to school for that shit. It's stuff that I learned along the way and I taught myself. I, I, would, I would be wrong to get up here and then act like I'm like the, the teacher of real estate and stocks. No, you need to go talk to somebody who actually went to school, who actually has a degree in that field. I don't have that. 
So I have no business trying to educate y'all on some stuff that I don't have a degree in. Now, if I want to play with my money and be risky with my money, that's my business. But I don't have the right to do that and put you guys in a position to play with y'all's money. You know, so do your due diligence, y'all. For real. Somebody said Jake is the one that looks slow. <laughs> y'all not going to be here dragging Jake, honey. <laughs> and he, well, they both be boxing. I can't tell neither one of them apart. All I know is they're both tall and got blonde hair and blue eyes, child. Body on point, though. They do got some nice bodies. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I'll buff and stuff. Hey, Paul, brother. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> okay, let me stop. I'm sorry, but yeah, Caesar couldn't have got a lick of my money. Fuck that. I'm like, he just... <laughs> Somebody called him Big Pun Reincarnated. I... I hate social media. They've been roasting him and DJ Envy the past four days on Twitter, honey. I'm like, people was just handing him money. He looked like he was about to go to every fancy restaurant in New Jersey. He wasn't missing no damn meals, child. But yeah, good luck to him and, you know, trying to go off on people about this. I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for DJ Envy because at the end of the day, let's just say DJ Envy wasn't quote-unquote scamming. He bought a scammer on The Breakfast Club. And I think at this point in time, y'all have to start holding these podcasters, people like The Breakfast Club accountable because you are supposed to vet who you bring onto your platform, especially when they're talking about finance. Now, if you want to bring somebody on there who's just, you know, spilling tea or, you know, talking about some fuck shit that doesn't, you know, financially impact the community, that's your business. But when you're bringing people on there and they're acting like they're, you know, real estate gurus and financial gurus, you have to be held accountable for that. And again, like I said before, you don't need to buy thousands of dollars of courses. You just need to have patience. All the information is online. You can do your own research, take your own notes, understand how to start your own LLC, understand how to get into building custom homes. This is all stuff that you have to sit down and actually do your own due diligence. You don't have to necessarily pay somebody for that information because all they're doing is Googling it, putting it in an Excel spreadsheet, and then printing it out for you for $2,000. When you can just literally spend like a whole, you know, week just doing that. So just be smart, y'all. Caesar salad. Caesar needs a Caesar salad. <laughs> y'all are wilding out in this chat, I swear. That man was making DoorDash rich, honey. Somebody called him Big Con. <laughs> Boricua, Morena, Boricua, Morena, Big Con. That's his new name. <laughs> Y'all are funny. Somebody said, wait a minute, I'm morbidly obese too. Amaya, bless your heart, sis. We not well. You might be morbidly obese, but at least you're not out here scamming people. Okay, there's a lot of big people out here who are teddy bears, who are good people. So we're not talking about you know what I'm saying all my morbidly obese tea sippers. Okay, we want y'all to get y'all's health in order, of course, but we're not talking about y'all. You know what I'm saying we just talking about the, the the big scammers, like you know, like Big Con. Okay, you can't be out here morbidly obese and scamming people because we gonna roast your big ass. Okay, but if you just big, you know what I'm saying you just thick. You know what I mean? We got love for you. But we won't roast you if you're a scamming ass, you know what I'm saying, morbidly obese bitch, okay? <laughs> we, will, we will do that. But if you're not scamming nobody, you cool, Amaya, okay? You cool? 
We're not talking about y'all, honey. We talking about Big Con. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the good, the good thicky thick people, okay? We're just talking about the con artists, okay? Y'all should have known that was coming. You y'all know what once Twitter got on the story and they pulled up what he looked like? Oh shit. Twitter drug his ass for three days straight. Oh my gosh, the memes are too funny on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I got some morbidly obese tea sippers. I mean, it's, I got tea sippers of all sizes. You know what I'm saying? All races, sizes. You know what I'm saying? I love them. You know what I mean? So, no, we're not clowning y'all for y'all size, you know, so don't take it personally. So, don't, don't be making little teardrop emojis of Maya. So, no, we talking about Big Con. Okay? That's Caesar's new name. Somebody says, I'm morbidly obese and proud. <laughs> I love y'all so much. I love the fact that we can just come out here and clown and have a good time with each other. So I appreciate it. Um, let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Camille B said 1999 says, Hey T, you are my Christian guru. You are you are mine and Christian's guru. Profit, nothing, celebrity tea, politics, conspiracy, prepper lifestyle, credit, real estate, your inspiration, a blessing. We love you. I love you too. And give Christian hugs and kisses from me, Camille. Appreciate you coming through, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's been a very, very interesting time on social media, I swear. Uh, Lady Soul sent $5. She says, I hope this super chat goes through. Hey, T, I love your commentary, sis. You are beautifully awesome. Thank you so much, and thank you for coming through. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. Ty sent $19.99. She says, hey, T, this is my first Super Chat. I've been watching you for a minute back when you did retwist tutorials. I'm in Minnesota, too, the north side, born and raised, ready for this tea, honey. Thank you so much, and shout out to all my north siders in the house. It's, it's so funny now that I'm starting to see, like, more people in Minnesota, like, supporting me. Because I, child, this is my home right here, Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, I sort of, like, I get more love and support in Atlanta. But I'm starting to notice, like, more people in Minnesota, like, are really supporting me. So, shout out to all my Minnesota tea sippers. I appreciate y'all. So, I heard it's cold. It was raining yesterday. And I heard that it's going to be really, really cold this week. So, I'm so glad I'm in Atlanta right now. <laughs> so, thank you, sis, for coming through. Uh, Brown Skin Sky Sim 499 says, I was hoping you would talk about the Cheesecake Factory lady and the Oyster Girl. I can't wait to see the playback. Yes, we're going to get on that in just a moment. So thank you so much, sis. Um, I am Mandy T. Sent $20. Thank you so much, Mandy. Thanks for coming through. Kyra Adisha said, perfect way to end my work week. You look gorgeous. Thank you, Kyra. Appreciate you, sis. Um, my page just refreshed. Okay, hold on. Shy B sent $20. She says, hey, T. Hey, Shy. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Bianca sent $49.99. Thank you so much, Bianca. She says, hey, lovely T. Just stopping by to show some love. Take care. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Stefan sent $5. Thank you, Stefan. Random World sent $20. Thank you so much, Random World. Appreciate you for coming through. Uh, HFG sent 499 says your top is too cute T. Um, those investors should have been listening to you for real estate advice instead of listening to DJ Cheater and Caesar Scammer. Mmm. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, like I've told y'all before, the reason why they don't listen to me when I talk about anything doing with finance and housing and stuff like that, because I don't make it sexy. You know, if I was sitting here in a fucking bikini top showing these big ass titties off, you know what I'm saying, on top of a Lamborghini car, like, oh my God, invest in my course, shaking my titties and shit, all them hoes would be listening. Yes, they would. They would invest in my course and everything else. But I don't have a sexy story for y'all. I just don't. I built my first custom home in 2020, lived in there because you don't want to sell your home before two years. Otherwise, you'll have tax penalties. The first year I was in there, I started my process on building my second. We sold it in September. So that took about two and a half, what, two and a half, almost three years to get my ROI. That's not sexy to social media. Y'all want to see, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, gray sweatpants with, with pink prints, you know what I'm saying? And y'all like pretty scammers. Remember when I told y'all about Dana Chanel scamming ass? What people tell me? You're ugly. Shut the fuck up. So I shut it the fuck up. I said, well, let me shut my ugly ass up. Y'all go ahead and go pay Dana Chanel $7,000 to create y'all an app that she's probably paying somebody on Fiverr to create for her for a few hundred dollars in Pakistan. But I, I'm going to send my ugly ass out this conversation. So I let y'all go ahead and invest in Dana Chanel while us tea sippers and, you know, ugly people, we just sat here and saved our fucking money. So that, that's why they don't listen. I don't have a sexy story. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's boring when you just talk about investing in stock and only getting a 5%, you know what I'm saying, 6% ROI. People want sexy stories. You know, people are still have it in their, in their head that real estate is like the drug game. Oh, give me a bird and you flip it in a month and, you know, you have thousands of dollars. Give me a QP and I can, you know what I'm saying, flip that real quick. Yeah, you got to love it. They just have a drug mentality. You know what I'm saying? Real estate is not, it's not like selling drugs. Not that I would know. I'm just saying. I hate what I mean. <laughs> I just know a lot of drug lingo. Not that I know anything about selling drugs, Okay. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like a lot of people when dealing with like real estate and stuff like that, they have like this drug mentality. Like I can just throw several thousand dollars into like an investment with real estate and I'm going to have my ROI in six months or less. That's not how it works. This is not like somebody handing you a bird and then you flipping it and getting thousands of dollars within a few weeks because a lot of people have a nasty coke habit. I'm just saying. <laughs> ah, Diva said, oh they, oh, they didn't know what a bird was, Diva. Diva Terry said, a bird is a key. <laughs> Somebody call me Pusha T.I. <laughs> Y'all quit playing with me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, though, like, that's how... The way these people were talking, I'm like, is this real estate or is this the drug game? I'm confused. People coming in with 250K cash. Usually when you bring 250K cash, you're coming to buy keys. You're coming to buy birds. You know what I'm saying? You're not coming to like flip real estate. So I told y'all from day one, I felt like they were washing money. They were dealing with a lot of people in the drug game and they were washing money through Caesar. I said this a while back, you know, so... T. Lucas, y'all are so messy. Not T. Lucas. <laughs> y'all are so messy in the chat. So 
Birdman, Birdman T. Bird, what happened to that boy? <laughs> but yeah, again, I just, I don't have no sexy story. So unless you have a sexy story and you know, people on social media for some reason, they like being lied to, they like the flashiness. You know, um, y'all like the MLM scammers. Y'all like the people who were selling. Remember all the people that were selling Nutriburst? I haven't seen them Nutriburst people in about a year and a half. What happened to the, the, the Nutriburst? That was a big ass MLM. And anybody who caught that out was a hater and was jealous. Remember all them celebrities were trying to sell y'all Nutriburst? They're not selling it no more. So again, child, just be careful in what y'all invest in, okay? So we have over 7,000 people in here. Come on in, come on in. So I wanna hit on this. How long have I been? Oh, I've been out here already, 40 minutes. Time is flying. Y'all are a mess. I am cracking up. Um, let me see here. Salima Witt sent $179.90. Thank you so much. She says, please tell me this, please tell me if this goes through T. I love you. It went through. Thank you so much for the super chat. I love you too. Thank you for coming through today. Um, let's see here. Rose Golden sent $4.99. Says, getting ready for my date night with my man. You got me cracking up laughing while I'm doing my makeup. Looking a mess because of you. Oh my gosh. Have a fun time with your man. Have a good time on your date. I can't wait to talk about dating in 2023. Oh, I, can, oh, I can't wait. Yes, you and your man are going to love this. So y'all listen to me on y'all's way to y'all's date, okay? Enjoy. Um, let me see here. Brandy Jones sent $9.99. Says, every time I think about you, I said, T must be live. I love you. You are such an inspiration. You are the only commenter I watch. Thank you so much, Brandy. I appreciate you, sis. I'm glad that you came because I be hearing that YouTube don't be giving out notifications. And I had talked to the YouTube people at the Morehouse College about that. Oh, yeah. Let me spill this. Well, can I spill this, T? I'm going to spill it anyways. There is something that... There is like a rating system on YouTube channels, okay? Um, now, when I asked her flat out, I said, is my, is my channel low-key shadow ban? They said they would look into it. But there is a rating system that they are doing for certain channels where if you are more controversial, if you talk about certain things, you will not be pushed. Because right now, they're really trying to figure out a lot of stuff with this AI because you have a lot of AI channels that are popping up on YouTube and they're beating the algorithm where they're able to collect all these views and get all this money because of the algorithm. So they're working out something to try and suppress those channels. But my tin hat was tingling. Like if you guys can suppress these AI generated channels, you can't tell me that you guys aren't doing that to channels like mine and other truther channels. So um, I asked, I asked her flat out, but she said they're going to look into my channel because I'm like, I want to know why my tea sippers are not getting my notifications. They're getting them after I go live. Once I'm gone, they'll be notified. People are getting unsubscribed to my channel all the time. Oh, yeah, I was confronting them. I was like, now that we can see faces, we're going to be asking real questions here. And they were sweet. Don't get me wrong. They were like really, really nice women and stuff. So they're going to look more into it. But um, I'm glad that you just felt it in your spirit to come and see if I was live, child. Yeah, they're definitely doing stuff. It's, it's insane. There's definitely some type of, you know, CCP social credit score going on on YouTube. Yeah, it's a mess. 
Somebody said humanity is no longer valued. Yeah. AI is definitely taking over, unfortunately. So, yeah, so that's the thing. So because of that, y'all got to realize there's certain things I cannot hit on on YouTube. I'm sorry. So, like I always tell y'all, if y'all want deeper stuff, you need to join either my Patreon or my Discord, you know, when it's open, and then you have access to my deep dives. So people who keep crying in the comment section that I need to do a video on the Gaza Strip in Israel, I'm not doing that. My channel has suffered enough from me speaking the truth. I'm not about to lose my channel and my source of income, you know what I'm saying, because y'all want me to go in on something that technically has nothing to do with me. I'm not Palestinian, and I'm not Israeli. And I feel like those type of commentaries should, should, should be left to them. The Israeli people weren't, you know, getting up talking about the Mobad situation. They weren't getting up talking about the Palestinians were talking about the Mobad situation. I hit on that topic because that's something that I know about. So I feel like, no, those YouTubers from those countries or who had that ethnicity, they should be the one in the forefront talking about it. Because as a black woman, I get dinged for a lot of stuff that I say. So it's just certain things. Unfortunately, my channel has been dinged so much, I'm not going to hit on. So it's going to be a lot of light shit on YouTube, sadly. Anything deep will go into my deep dives. And I literally have done a whole year's worth of deep dives. So put a teacup in the chat if y'all love the deep dives. I go deep, you know? Like, I'm not giving y'all 30-minute deep dives. My deep dives are anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours. Hell, I did an eight-hour deep dive on Master P and Little Romeo. Should I be embarrassed that I did a two-part series on them? Maybe. But it was a lot of shit I had to get off my chest. This was 20 years worth of Master P, okay? So I'm not embarrassed that I did an eight-hour deep dive on Master P. I had fun. <laughs> Thank y'all. I'm, I'm glad y'all love the deep dives. So if y'all want some deep shit, go watch my deep dives. I'm not doing deep videos on YouTube anymore. I have been dinged enough. For real, for real. And they're not playing. They're demonetizing people. They're removing people's channels. So, uh, yeah, no, I got to act accordingly. I don't own this. I keep trying to tell y'all. Y'all don't let these weirdos on YouTube make y'all feel like they're bosses and entrepreneurs and y'all are beneath them. Uh, my boss is Google, okay? They are lending me this platform to sit up here and, you know what I'm saying, communicate with y'all. But I don't have it twisted in my mind as a grown adult that I run YouTube or that this is my thing. At any point in time, they can come and snatch your channel. They can come and demonetize you. You know what I'm saying? So you got to follow their rules. Just like when you go to work, you can't come in there and, you know, cuss out your boss and let your nuts hang. You have to act accordingly. So why do y'all want people, you know what I'm saying, who, are, who work for, a, you know, we work for Google. Why do y'all want us to come out here and wild out? Y'all are not at y'all's jobs jumping on the desk and cussing folks out. But I'm supposed to come out here and just, you know, go off and pop off every five minutes so y'all can be entertained. And then when they snatch my channel, it's, oh, well, next. Who else can I watch on YouTube now that she's gone? Fuck that shit. We're going to be acting accordingly around these parts. <laughs> y'all want some deep shit? Go watch the deep dive, okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You remember Fresh and Fit? They thought they owned YouTube. They found out otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody own this platform but Google. So, and right now, like I've been telling y'all, they're trying to turn this platform into television. YouTube is the second most, the, the second biggest search engine after Google. People come here for all types of information, entertainment, and everything else. So they are really cracking down on stuff. They are trying to make things more streamlined. 
you know, and they are trying to push more family-friendly content. So this is why this is not the YouTube of yesteryear, you know what I mean? So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but, you know, I still got to watch what I say on here and, you know, still got to act accordingly, unfortunately. You know, censorship is real. But like I said, when it comes to, like, you know, more deep stuff, I will create that on my own, on my own time. So I appreciate y'all for just appreciating me. Um, let's see here. So let's talk about this dating stuff, right? We got to talk about this. What young Kobe say? He in the chat. Shout out to young Kobe in the chat. Um, lyrics said, I've been unsubscribed twice. Get it together, YouTube. Yep, I told them that. Trust me, I had a whole bunch of grievances at Morehouse yesterday. But um, yeah, they say they're going to look into it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So can we talk about dating? in the 2023 so we had this really good conversation on uh in my zoom meeting on discord about dating because i didn't know dating had gotten this bad in this day and age i assumed you know with younger people y'all are having fun you know y'all won't stop talking about you know booty holes and pink coochies and shit so i thought everything was all good in y'all's generation i thought you know y'all was dating and having a good old funky time then I found out, no, not so fast, that, you know, it's really hard for a lot of y'all in y'all's 20s um, to find good people, you know, good stock. And um, the dating has just gotten worse and worse. So right now, and I, I'm learning, because, you know, when, when I was younger, in my 20s, you know, well, by then, shit, I had, you know, damn near a husband. I was a fiance. I had kids and stuff. I, you know, I was young when I had my children. But... You know, I remember dating as a teenager, right? Before, before I got pregnant. <laughs> before I got pregnant with my ex-husband. Um, you know, and we would go out, you know, as teenagers and, you know, go to the Mall America, eat at the food court, go see a movie. I said, damn, I said, y'all bitches got city girls, you know, dating taste. Y'all want to get flued out and, you know, eat at five-star restaurants. Very interesting how this has changed. You know, first dates for us were going to the movies. Getting popcorn, snacks, candy, you know, and then going to the food court and talking, getting to know each other. I remember one day I went on a date with this dude. Shout out to my homeboy, Jameson. <laughs> my friend met him on the bus. We were like 15. So she met him on the bus, but she's like, I don't, you know, I'm not, he's not my type. So she lied and gave him my name and number. So he called me and was like, yeah, I met you yesterday. <laughs> but I was grounded that weekend, so I was like, you didn't meet me because I've been in the house all weekend. I, I got in trouble, so I couldn't go out. So anyways, long story short, my friend gave him my number. And so he was like, well, let's meet, you know. So we ended up, we met at Macy's, right? This is what kids did back in the 90s. We met at Macy's downtown. You know how they had, like, the furniture laid out? <laughs> we were in downtown St. Paul at Macy's. In the living room section, okay, we went and got some food from the food court, and you would have thought it was our apartment. And we just sat in Macy's in the living room section <laughs> on the couch and just chopped it up, and we just had the funnest time. And he was so cool. Like, we ended up becoming, like, really, really cool friends. And we just sat in the middle of Macy's and just, you know, ate and had fun. But I guess that was the 90s, you know what I'm saying? I guess y'all don't do that no more. You would have thought it was our apartment. We were sitting there for at least two hours just eating, having fun, kikiing. And I know they was walking past us like, did y'all, do y'all pay rent here? <laughs> we were like 15. So I'm just like, I'm just 
shocked at all the rules and regulations that are going on now with dating. Yeah, we just had fun, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, in the living room section of Macy's, we just sat there like it was our apartment and just chill, you know what I mean? And just talked for like several hours and he was adopted. You know, I found out about his family and he had just found his birth mom. And yeah, it was just, it, he was so cool, you know? And, um, you know, we, we ended up being friends for like a few years. I haven't talked to him in years though, but I still remember that. That was like our first little date was at just us at Macy's eating some, you know, Panda Express, you know what I mean? But y'all are some bougie motherfuckers. Now, hoodie, oh my gosh, I'm just shocked by these lists of, you know, of demands from people. So let's go ahead. I, okay, I'm glad some of y'all can relate, hoodie. Some of y'all can relate. Somebody said she's bringing back these good old memories. <laughs> Somebody said they're 37 and their first date was at the mall. Yes, I'm very, very surprised at just what y'all are expecting on a first date. It, it's insane to me. So there's a girl that's gone viral right now. Hopefully this doesn't echo. I'm a pray that it does not echo because she talks for a good little minute. It's the black woman. Very voluptuous. And she's basically going with this, I think he's Middle Eastern Indian or something like that. He's trying to take on a date to the Cheesecake Factory and she's acting like she's above going to the Cheesecake Factory. You know, like <laughs> cheesecake, what is that? And so this is going viral all over social media and everybody's talking about this. So we're going to watch this. Let me know if it echoes. I'm hoping it does not echo. But we're going to watch what she has to say here. Hopefully it doesn't echo. He got me at the cheesecake factory, y'all. I ain't hearing out this one. Uh-uh. Yes. Uh, would you want me to open the door for you? Okay. okay. Are you? You're recording me? Yeah. Yeah. This is the Cheesecake Factory. This is the Cheesecake Factory, y'all. What's the problem with that? This is a chain restaurant. Who takes someone that looks like this to a chain restaurant? You want to talk about it? I'm... I'm fine with talking about it, even in front of them. Oh okay. yeah, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Come okay. on, get up on in the car. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, so, yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk you, about it. So you expect a man to go all out on the first day. Is that right? I mean, you're supposed to. Look at, I mean, expect, when you take out a beautiful woman <laughs> and you're courting her, because I, I get courted, so mm. you're courting her, right? You're supposed to take care of her. You're mm. supposed to cover her, you're supposed to protect her, cherish her, treat her well, right? Yeah. And, That's what and you're supposed I, to do. I agree. Not I, I, I went into factory. this date as I expect, uh, with the expectations for myself, to keep you safe, mm -hmm. you know? to respect you mm -hmm. uh to favor for your food of course pick you up of course mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just treat you like a gentleman which i believe i have done i mean you yeah and, you've been pretty and nice, then, but i mean and then cheesecake factory i on the other hand have certain expectations for a girl i go out with on the first date i expect her to be respectful too 
I expect her to be cooperative. And, and at least, you know, um, what did I do that wasn't cooperative? Well, I mean, like, even like, uh, when we were walking to the car, uh, you wouldn't, uh, put your hand around my arm or anything like that, or hold my hand or anything like that. I mean, it's too early for that. Okay. I yeah, don't know. And, and I yeah. can respect that. I can respect that. Okay. When, uh, I got to your apartment to pick you up. Uh, you didn't want to invite me in. I can respect that too. Just, we're not again. I don't we're know not there. Yet. Okay. And then, but I mean, I feel like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do as a woman. But I, I got myself all made nothing up. Nothing wrong with the cheesecake factory, right? Yes, there's a lot wrong with the cheesecake factory. Okay. Well, look at. I mean, look at my planner where we were gonna go originally. See, now that's that's where. That's where we should have went. All right, right there. Call See, him. Call him. No. What do you mean no? See, I, I, I specifically you told you both yesterday and this morning that I'd come to pick you up at four a.m. at four p.m. Right? Uh, and I got to your place at four p.m. You didn't even come downstairs for another hour, and so I was waiting downstairs I for an hour. Right. But I wasn't expecting for work to take me so long. I got home a little late. And like I said, I don't know you well enough to invite you up into my apartment. And that is not possible. And that's why I'm saying, I'm thinking, okay, if we're not there in the relationship to, you know, meet uh, at your apartment, then maybe we're not ready in a relationship for such a nice, fancy rela uh, restaurant as Aria. Especially if I'm paying for the whole thing, which I'm still willing to do. I, mean, I would have been, okay. but if we're late, I mean, I told I mean, we you twice. It wasn't that late. I mean, we literally left okay. your- This skit is pretty long. So let me say this, okay? Let me come back on the screen. So I see people saying, okay, this is a skit. This is fake. I don't care about it being a skit, being fake. The thing is skits like this have real world consequences. And people also need to understand that in every skit or every joke, there's truth to that. There are really women who think like this. There are really men who think like this, okay? And another thing, what I hate about videos like this that go viral, it once again puts this, it makes black women look in a bad light. Like, oh, she's a gold digger, this, this, and that. So people just dismissing it and saying, well, it's a skit. That doesn't matter. Skits have real world consequences, okay? Because now, because of that skit that came out, what, a week ago, now there's whole list being put together that's going viral. And we have celebrities like Stephen A. Smith and Little Duval talking about it. And they're called places that you cannot take women on a first date. A young uh, lady started this list. Let me pull this up here. And it's going viral. So again, this is what happens with these skits. They end up having real world consequences. So let me show y'all this first real quick. So this is Stephen A. Smith. He posted this today. He says, well, damn, where can we go, ladies? What is an acceptable first date? going through some of your answers on the Stephen A. Smith show. So this is what this girl wrote. A group of ladies made a list of places men shouldn't take them on a first date. Then Little Duval also weighed in. 
Little Duval says, they told me to take this off my story and post on my page. I'm headed to the Waffle House who's coming. Your whole outfit is from Sheen, but Cheesecake Factory is where y'all draw the line. So this is a list here, right? It says, here's a list of places women absolutely refuse to go to on a first date. Thank you to all the ladies who reached out to me to help me make a list. So we're going to go over this list, okay? First on the list is Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, The Movies, Your House, Any Fast Food Chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, A Buffet, IHOP, Denny's, The Gym, Church, Starbucks, Coffee Dates, Ice Cream Dates, Family Functions, Movie Nights, Somewhere That Requires a Long Drive, Bowling, Nightclubs, Hookah Bars, A Bar Just, just for Drinks, Waffle House, Sports Events. First of all, I'm going to need women in this day and age to get it the fuck together. Like, it just, it does not make any sense. I feel like social media has literally ruined relationships. It's ruined dating. And like I said, we've had conversations about this. Even like me and my oldest son, you know, he's, he's grown. And we've had conversations about dating and stuff like that. And the expectations that some of y'all have for other people blows my mind. Like, um, you know, we were talking and he was telling me how, you know, this girl wanted to go to Fogo de Chao on the first date. Fogo de Chao. Y'all know damn well, you know, per person, that's like a $100 meal right there. Okay? My child is 22 years old, believe it or not. And I'm not saying that he can't afford a Fogo de Chao, but for a first date? I'm like, I thought first date was like, you know, Applebee's, Chinese restaurant, Olive Garden, you know, where the meal is between, you know, 25 to 50 bucks, especially when you're in your 20s. I can see, you know, if you're a little bit older, but like in your 20s. And so my first thing is, well, can she even afford to take herself to Fogo de Child? And the answer was no. And that's the thing I don't understand is that y'all want to put expectations on others that you don't even have for yourself. So you can't afford to even take yourself to Fogo de Child. But somebody's supposed to take you there, pay for you and them. And then after that, she also wanted a table at the, at the club. You know, tables at the clubs are like $500, you know, for bottle service and all that. You know, I don't drink, but I've gotten several tables for my tea sippers. You know, y'all done got drunk as a skunk while I sat there and sipped on my water. But, you know, I love my tea sippers. So I'm going to get y'all tables and shit. We're going to party. You know what I mean? And them damn tables weren't cheap. All of this on the first date? And you don't even know if you're going to get some. <laughs> just saying. So, it's just, I just, I don't understand it. And I feel like, you know, like, like me and him talked, I said, I feel like, a lot of girls have like this city girl mentality. And I've been saying this for years, this whole flute out culture and you know, buy, you know, fucking for a bag and all this stuff. A lot of young men and women are living vicariously through the internet. They feel like if they trick off or spend money that they deserve sex. Well, that's not how sex works. If you decide to trick off, that's on you. You don't automatically get asked because you decide to trick off. But in the same breath, you know, young ladies who are expecting, you know, to be showered with all of this and the person just met you. What happened to courting? 
That is the point of a date. You're getting to know that person. I'm not about to spend a whole bunch of money that on somebody that I'm just getting to know. That doesn't make any sense. And especially if you're out here dating multiple people, you're going on a date several times a week. That's a lot of money for somebody to spend. That's why a lot of people like to, you know, well, let's go get coffee or let's go to a juice bar. Let's go go to brunch, you know, because people can afford to spend 20 to 50 bucks. You know, what I mean, a few times a week to go out with different people to see if they're vibing, if they got something in common. Who the hell is by, just on average, right? Because again, people keep comparing themselves to celebrities. I'm talking about the average man and woman, the average young person in their 20s. I'm not talking about, you know what I'm saying, your favorite rapper who, yeah, if he goes and tricks off at Fogo Day Child, that's like him dropping a dollar. But for your average college student, y'all don't have $100, $200 to spend at a meal. I was at Morehouse yesterday. The line was around the corner of college students getting free food. My homegirl, Ebony, shout out to Ebony from Nouveau. That is my homegirl. A lot of y'all, a lot of my tea sippers, y'all met her. That's where we did the party. Not last year, but the year before. When we were outside and Mama D was there, that was at Ebony's restaurant. So Ebony gives back to the community down here all the time in ATL. And so she was giving out free food to the college students yesterday. And the line was wrapped around the corner of college students getting milk and juice and cereal and, you know, bread. I mean, she had groceries. I met a few of my tea sippers in line. So when I tell you it was wrapped around the building of college students getting free food, so what makes you think somebody in college can afford a $200 dinner? You know, we have to start being realistic and we have to start having realistic expectations of people. Again, if you're not, if you don't have the funds for your own self to get flued out, if you can't afford your own Louis Vuitton bag, red bottoms, then how dare you put that expectation on somebody, especially somebody that you just met? Yes, a lot of these people, I don't want to sound like the young people, y'all keep writing Delulu, just write delusion. I hate when I see that. Such and such is Delulu. I say, y'all just butcher everything, young people. But yeah, in, in my young person voice, a lot of y'all bitches is the Lulu, okay? Ain't nothing wrong with Cheesecake Factory. Hell, ain't nothing wrong with Applebee's as quiet as it's kept, okay? I just, it's just kind of sad. And what the hell is wrong with going to a sports game? I love going to dates to the Minnesota Wilds game. You know, I went on a date to the Wilds game with this white boy. We had a good old funky time. He had floor seats and shit. Had on my little Wilds jersey. Oh, yeah. I was probably one of only four black people in the damn Wilds game, but I had a good time. Nothing wrong with going to the, you know, to, a, uh, to the sports event on the first date. Had a good time with him. I did. <laughs> I'm like, not the sports games being on the list. Y'all are some bougie bitches. I love a good Vikings game. I love a good Timberwolves game. That is, especially if you're into sports, that is so fun. Going to like sports games. You know the food be high as hell. You know the slice of pizza be like $7. The water be like $7. The beers be like 20. But we have fun. I'm just sitting here like, well, like this list is insane to me. Starbucks. Now I'm not no big Starbucks person, but I see people in Starbucks all the time. You know, getting little coffees and stuff. The gym, well, I'm not going to nobody's gym on a date. I guess if you're, if you're a gym rat, if you work out a lot, that might be cute, but I'm, no, we're not, we're gonna do lift weights. 
I agree. Jim shouldn't be on there. Church, you're supposed to be in church praising the Lord. You're not supposed to be in church looking for dick, okay? You need to be focused on God while you're in church, not no peen. So, yeah, I'm not doing no first date at nobody's church. I agree with that one. Uh, the movies. What is wrong with the movies? That's fun. Remember when, like, guys would yawn and shit? <laughs> and they stretch their arm out and put their arm over you and shit? They don't do that no more? I love a good movie date. <laughs> is off the chain you know how many damn movies i done seen with a date so y'all are too good to go to the movies now in 2023 who is y'all's parents child i said not the movies being on the list oh my goodness i love going to a good like you know if you go see like a little horror movie with a guy and you're screaming and shit he puts his arm around you to protect you in the theater oh my gosh okay what else is on this list um, ice cream dates. What is wrong with ice cream dates? Cold, what was that? Uh, Cone Stoke Brewery. They got some good ice cream. You get to watch them chop the ice cream up in front of you and shit. You pick different flavors. Add nuts and sprinkles. That's cute. That's a cute little first date. Oh, y'all are bougie. Let me see. What else is on this? Family functions. Now, I kind of agree with that. Not for a first date. I don't like when, like, when I, even when I do stuff in my house, people just want to bring random girls to my house. I'm like, who is this? Where's the last girl that came to my house? Oh, we're not together no more. And I'm talking, we're not going to call you out. Like, every time a friend comes by the house, they got a different girl. I don't want a bunch of different girls coming to my house. I don't want them to know what the hell my house. I don't know this girl. So I agree with that. Don't bring random people to family functions. When I have barbecues and stuff, I'm inviting you. And somebody you've been with for at least two, three months. Every time I have a barbecue, I don't want to see a different girl. Because then I got to be fake. Like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And I'm thinking, well, damn, what happened to the last girl? I liked her. Me and her had a good conversation. You replaced her already? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, family functions, no. Um, bowling. What is wrong with bowling? You know how fun bowling is? Now, I ain't the best bowler. But I done been on a, a few, you know, bowling dates. Had a good old funky time. Good food. Pizzas, french fries, and it lasts like a good three, four hours go with a group of people. Bowling is fun. Y'all are some bougie ass people. They got bowling on the list. Ain't nothing wrong with bowling. And then it's cute because if you don't know how to bowl, then you know that's the chance for like the dudes that you with to like, you know, floss. Like, oh, look, look, strike. And then the guy be all boosted like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> bowling is so fun to me. I like bowling. Oh, y'all are bougie. Especially if it's like a group date. You know what I'm saying? It's like multiple people on a date. That is so fun. I love a good bowl, honey. Let's see what else is on this list. Nightclubs. Nightclubs are cute. But, um, I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with like going to the nightclub on the you know, first date. I think that can be cute. But I think it should be more like a lounge. Because the only thing with nightclubs, it can be too loud. If it's like a really, really loud nightclub or if it's like a ratchet nightclub, you might not have as much fun. But if it's like more like a lounge or where like you guys can still talk, that's cool. But my thing is this, y'all know me, honey. I like to dance. I'm not one of the people, I don't hold up the wall, okay? These old knees still work, okay? So when I go to the club and, and I, if I'm on a date and we're at the nightclub, 
you better not be on your phone. You better not be holding up the wall. I like to dance. I like to have fun. So if I'm on a date in the club, I'm going to be dancing. So if you just want to sit there and be on your fucking phone, you got to go. So don't bring me to no nightclub and you just sit there holding up walls with your arms crossed. And then I'm doing all the work and you just like, no, we got to dance together, okay? So, yes. I, I like a good nightclub. I like a good lounge. Those are fun spots to go on dates. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing wrong as long as it's not like a, like a ratchet, you know what I'm saying, nightclub. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I just don't like when people go to the club and all they're doing is just taking selfies and just sitting there. Why are you here? Why are you here? Even that 21 Savages party, half the people just walking around, just sitting there, just like... I just feel like cell phones have ruined so much stuff. People don't know how to live in the moment. Like, we was having fun, honey. Every time a song came on, we was dancing, we was kicking it. We was having a good old funky time. I don't understand how you're in an environment. There's music playing, there's lights, there's beautiful people. You're looking good, I'm looking good, and you just want to sit there and text or be on your phone or be on Instagram. That is weird to me, okay? Um, let's see, what else, what else they got on this list? Any fast food chain, I think it depends. Um, me personally, at my big age, I'm not going to McDonald's on a date because I don't even eat McDonald's like that. I'm, it's rare that I go to McDonald's, and if I do, it's, the only thing I get is french fries. So I'm not going to McDonald's on a date. But, you know, something like Chipotle, because I do eat Chipotle when I can, I, mean, I wouldn't mind going there, you know, if you're just getting to know somebody. But I also think, too, you got to also remember the age, right? I'm older. So for me, I'm not going to a fast food chain on a date. I'm going to go to a restaurant, a sit-down restaurant. I don't expect to go to Fogaday Chow. I don't expect to go somewhere where, you know, the plates are $500 a pop. I'm, we don't got to do all that. But there's nothing wrong with the Cheesecake Factory. The Cheesecake Factory, to me, is really, really good. I get the same thing every time, which is the Caribbean meal, so... I like the Cheesecake Factory. Somewhere that requires a long drive. I can say yes and no. A long drive can be okay. Like, it depends on where you're going. But for me, if it's a first date, I don't trust anybody that much to go on a long drive on a first date. I don't know you. So I don't want to go on a long drive with you. Now, maybe after you've known them for a while and you guys decide to, like, drive on the, what is that, the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway in Cali. That is such a beautiful drive. In California, when you're driving on that highway and you see all the water, that's really pretty, but I don't know if I would do that on a first date because I watch too much ID channel. So I'm not going to go out on a first date, you know what I'm saying, on the PCH and end up in the damn ocean, okay? So that's something that you do later on as you get comfortable with that person. Not on a first date. I watch too much ID channel. I do. Am I freezing up? I hope I'm not freezing up. Don't tell me I'm frozen again. Oh my gosh, what is going on? Let me see if I can refresh. Why is it?
Okay, am I back now? Can y'all see me? I don't know why it's been doing that these last few streams where like everything freezes up. Okay, y'all can see me? Okay, all right, I don't know. It just froze like it did last time. I don't know what that's about. It froze. Okay, let me read some of these super chats here. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We go all the way back because everything refreshed. Okay, it's going. I'm t I got so many messages on here. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Um, Vanity and Beyond says, hey, T-Sippers, I was Mr. Live. I'm glad I caught this today. You look beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming through. Um, let's see here. Jayla Q says, T, update, Blueface's home is set for public auction November 14th. In addition to the $13 million lawsuit, the engagement is to save his assets. Ooh. That's crazy. I'm going to come back to that at the end. Thank you. I'm trying to find the, the super chats about the dating thing. Um, okay, here we go. Summer Williams sent $9.99. She says, hey, T, just wanted to say that there is a such thing called instant dating. is where a person can just leave without saying anything if you don't like the way they look. That is so superficial. So you mean to tell me that came from the TV show Next. Back in the day, there was a show on MTV called Next. But that was like a whole show. Like somebody would, they'd be like three guys on the bus. And the guy comes out the bus. The girl can be like Next. And the guy can be like Next. But that was a show. I didn't know people were doing that in the real world. That's insane. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, Kate the Great Sin 5 says, you look absolutely stunning. I love that top. You look like a pop star. I hope the day is treating you well, sending you lots of loves and hugs your way. Thank you so much, Kate. I appreciate you, sis. Um, N.O. sent $1.99, says, because I'm okay with a coffee date, I'm called a pick-me. Wow. So people are calling people pick-me's simply because they're okay with a coffee date? That's sad. I'm frozen again? What the fuck? Okay, my back on. Because it's, it's shown that I have an excellent connection, so I don't know. Okay. All right, we'll see. I want to finish reading this, this, these dating super chats people sent in. So, I don't know. It says the internet here is internet in. It has an excellent connection, so it's YouTube. I'm going to keep going as long as I can. Um... Let's see here. Okay, Kit Finn says, in 2010, I went on my first date with my hubby in high school to the movies and just talking on the phone afterwards. Teens are saying it's lame and he was broke. 
But I bet you the same teens that are talking shit, they're probably not even married. You're actually married to him. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Belinda Monet sent $2, says most black women don't think like this. I agree, and that's the part that's kind of harmful with the skits, because then people use those skits as an aha moment to paint black women in like a broad brush and be like, oh, they're all gold diggers, and this is why you don't date black women and stuff like that. That's why I hate when those skits go viral. Because they always end up attaching it as if, even if that was a real situation, that is one black woman. She doesn't speak for like the whole monolith of black women. You know what I'm saying? So I hate when those videos go viral. Um, let me see here. Lady K sent $5 says, there's a simpleton on TikTok complaining that a man took her to an, ex took her on ex an expensive, yeah. that a man took her on an expensive date and was lame because he didn't cut her steak for her. Is she five? Why is somebody expected to cut your steak for you? That's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of this stuff that's being done on social media, it's being done to just, it's, it's being done by agents of chaos. It's being done by people who just want to create strife to go viral. So that way people can think that society is a lot worse than it really is. Because, you know, when I go on dates, I don't expect anybody to cut my meal, cut my, well, I don't eat meat, but I don't expect people to like cut and digging my food like I'm grown, I can feed myself. I don't even want you breathing on my food on the first day because I don't know if you have COVID or not, okay? So you eat over there, I eat over here. So yeah, I just, it's insane that, that those are the videos that go viral. Jay Jersey girl, what's up Jay Jersey? She sent $5, she says, me by myself was $98 without a tip at the Cheesecake Factory Drink full salad, full main, and the slice of cheesecake, which was discounted. Exactly. I don't understand how a $98 meal is somehow cheap. You know, but you had people in the comments agreeing with her and saying that they would never go to the Cheesecake Factory and that's for, you know, poor guys or, you know, middle class guys. Just say what it is that you are and just say that you, you sell pussy online. I wish, I wish a lot of these girls who comment would just be honest. Just say that you sell ass. Okay, and that you just want to be flued out. And then, so that way we know where to put you. Nothing wrong with that, because as long as you're grown and it's consenting, I don't care who sells what on social media. But I think the problem is girls who sell, you know what I'm saying, puss on social media are somehow mixed in with regular girls who don't sell ass and who are just okay with going on dates to the Cheesecake Factory. So yeah, if I'm willing to go to Dubai and have men shit on me and do all types of ratchet stuff, yeah, I would kind of look down at the Cheesecake Factory, right? Because I'm getting paid thousands of dollars for men to treat me like a porta potty okay? And I think that's the problem, is that these girls with this mentality are getting mixed in with just regular girls who are okay with going to the Cheesecake Factory. They're okay with going to Perkins. And that's why I say you can't, you can't, put women in a monolith because we're not all a monolith and I think that's the problem the girls who are talking they're they're talking from an escort mentality yeah if, if, if all I did was sit around and sell ass all day I, I would never go to Perkins either because you're used to being flued out you're used to selling your services and that's what a lot of young girls need to understand you're trying to compare yourself to people who sell puss okay so unless you're trying to get into the game and get pimped out and sell a little something, a lot of y'all need a tall glass to shut the fuck up and go enjoy this cheesecake date, okay? Go enjoy that Perkins date. Because you're letting people who sell ass on social media gas you up. 
Their lifestyle is totally different than yours. I don't think people are ready for that conversation. Because there's absolutely nothing wrong with going to Red Lobster. There's nothing wrong with going to Perkins. There's nothing wrong with going to Denny's. You know what I'm saying? And again, like I said, if you can't afford to take yourself to these nice places, you can't then put those same expectations on somebody else. If you can afford to do all that stuff for yourself, then by all means, you have the right to set your standards where, that, where they're at. But if you are working and you're the biscuit girl at Bojangles and you're making $10 an hour and you can't afford, you know damn well you cannot afford to even take yourself out and spend $100 on a meal for yourself, you can then project that onto somebody else. Now, if a, if a, if a man is willing to do that because you're pretty, because, you know, men will trick off on pretty girls regardless, right? So if he's willing to, you know, take you out and spend $200 on your meal just because you're gorgeous, then by all means, go. But if you can't do that for yourself, you have no right to project that onto a man because he may not be in a space where he's able to afford that yet. Because if he's a struggling college student, he's not going to be able to afford to go and spend $200 on a meal for you and him. So you got to be able to meet people halfway. So my thing is, are people really looking to be in relationships? Are people really looking for husbands and wives, you know, serious relationships? Or y'all just looking for sex? Because all I'm hearing on social media is just a bunch of transactional bullshit. And this is me keeping it real. If y'all are looking for like real relationships, that's one thing, but I'm hearing a lot of transactional stuff. I'll only go here if you're willing to do this. I'll only pay for this if you're willing to, to put out. I'm not hearing anything about love and connection and deep friendships. And I think that that's where things are just, you know, that's where social media has just messed up a lot of stuff. Is that everybody's in it for something else. I mean, some people might be looking for food, but think about it. If you're really just looking for a meal because you're hungry or because you don't have anything in your refrigerator, you're not, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> like, let's keep that real. If you're just really looking for a meal, you're going to be willing to go to Denny's, Perkins, McDonald's, just because you're looking for a meal. A lot of these folks are not just looking for a meal. They're looking for people to trick off on them. And a lot of these dudes feel like they don't want to trick off unless, you know, the female is putting out. And nobody's obligated to give you some ass simply because you're taking them on a dinner date. That's not how that works. There still has to be a mutual connection. If you're just looking for ass and at that point you need to go get you an OnlyFans model who's selling puss. You need to be in her DMs. So that's what people need to figure out, like, you know, what are they looking for in these situations? Because like I said, all I'm hearing is a bunch of people who are looking for a bunch of transactional stuff. And that's not what relationships should be based, should be based on, in my personal opinion. <laughs> Let's see here. Mandy says, I enjoy expensive restaurants and gifts because of pretty privilege. I know, I know that, but I do not expect I do not accept being flown out because I'm not selling puss. Exactly. And like I said, you know, if you are pretty, then, yeah, people will trick out. People will take you out. You know what I'm saying? That's part of pretty privilege. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with accepting that. You know what I'm saying? But, again, people need to understand what it is. 
you know? Like, if somebody is willing to trick off on you or say, and I don't, even, I don't even call that tricking off. If somebody finds you pretty and they want to take you out, you know what I'm saying, somewhere nice, I don't even think that that's tricking off. That's just somebody looking out for you. That's somebody doing something nice for you. We need to, like, get rid of words like that because I hate that word tricking off because just because a guy's doing something nice for you, that doesn't make them a trick. That makes them a gentleman. You feel me? So at that point, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you know what it is and he knows what it is. You know, but when you're allowing yourself to be flewed out, you then can't act like you don't know what it is. If somebody's flying you out on vacation and you don't know that person like that, th yeah, they want some. Because I'm not flying nobody out. And I'm not getting none. And I'm a female. If I'm flying somebody out and we're going to a destination somewhere other than our hometown, I want some paint on the side. <laughs> I'm just saying. So if you're not about that action, you shouldn't be letting people fly you out. Don't get flewed out and think that y'all just going to be on vacation walking down South Beach. Absolutely not. There's things that come with being flewed out. So you got to know what it is. And if you're not comfortable with that, if you're not about that life, then don't even play with it. Because I, I remember I did the call-in show when the pretty girl, um, where was she from? Was she from Brazil? Might have been Dominican Republic. Really pretty girl. Pocahontas, she called in about how her friend got flewed out. Because, you know, y'all like to fly out the, the Spanish girls. And so she got flewed out. And the man that she went out there with went crazy. He just he flipped the switch. And he beat her and almost killed her. And her and her friends had to come up with money to fly her back to their country. So that flewed out culture can be very dangerous. You know, I did a whole call-in show. Y'all got it. It's on my podcast. Where we talked about flewed out culture. You know, there's a dark side to it, too. Everybody thinks it's just about bags and shoes, but there's a very dark side to that. So y'all have to be very, very careful with that whole getting flewed out. Y'all remember that? Okay, I'm glad y'all remember that show. Somebody called it Spicy Airlines. <laughs> y'all are a mess. Okay, let me see here. Um... Aura of Angels sent 499. She says, it's not what we did for dates back in the day. This list is bullshit. Love you, T. Yes, I agree. When I see movies and sports events on there, that was like, that was it for me. I'm like, those are like the funnest dates. Um, Pink Butterfly sent $10. Says, everyone has the right and responsibility to set their own standards, but nobody has the right to belittle, disrespect, or shame another person. What's not for you will be for somebody else. Amen. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, again, if you feel like, you know, Cheesecake Factory is beneath you, that is your business, right? So when the guy says, well, hey, let's go to the Cheesecake Factory, your response should be like, no, I don't do Cheesecake Factory. You don't then get in the car and then drive to the Cheesecake Factory and then complain. So I think expectations should be set beforehand. You know what I mean? If I'm going out on a date with somebody, I need to know where we're going, what time to be there, or what time you're coming to get me. I need an itinerary, okay? Because once again, I watch the ID channel, okay? I need an itinerary. We need phone numbers, names, so I can leave the info with my kids, okay? <laughs> and my family. Like, this is where I'm going. This is who I'm going with. This is where we're about to go. So I need an itinerary. So you can't just take me on a date on some surprise shit on the first date. Like, oh, I'm just going to surprise. No, 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 no surprise. I need an itinerary. Where are we going? What are the plans? Time, location, okay? All that. 
for first dates. You know, people out here are crazy. In case some shit happen, we can track your ass down. Um, let's see here. Kit Finn says, I put what I did on my first date earlier, but my bestie's first date in high school was a shopping spree and Cheesecake Factory. He spent $300 uh, shopping. Yes, receipts too. Again, nothing wrong with that. I remember we was in high school. We was over South walking, me and my homegirls. You know, we was cute with like little bootleg, little Destiny's Child. You know what I mean? And these dudes pulled up on us and they gave us their phone numbers on $100 bills just because we were pretty. They wrote down their phone number on $100 bills. You know, they're like, don't spend it yet. Make sure y'all call us. And they took it shopping at the Mall America a few days later. You know what I mean? And we didn't have to do anything with them. So yeah, you will find guys who will do nice stuff to you if, you know, if you guys are pretty girls. That's not out of the ordinary. Like, sometimes you might go to the gas station and the guy's like, oh, you're really pretty. I got your gas. That's not out of the, well, I don't know. That's not out of the ordinary. I've had people do that for me before. You know, so it's just like, you know, to each its own. But I don't think it's good or bad. It's just, you know, the situation, just whatever situation you're in and how you deal with people accordingly, you know. I think at the end of the day, no matter what somebody's able to provide or not provide, there has to be a level of respect. You know, nobody should be looking down on somebody because, oh, they're not making 200, 300 grand a year or they're not a multimillionaire. You know, as long as you're working hard, you're doing the right thing. You're on the straight and narrow. You don't have a bunch of fucking kids and baby mamas out here. And you know what I mean? A bunch of felonies on your record. You know, as long as you're doing the right thing, and you treat people right. That's really what should matter first and foremost, because there are people out here who are multimillionaires who have money and they're assholes. You know, they're really mean. They treat women bad. So you need to get to know that person for who they are, not just what they have. Because somebody can trick off and take you on shopping sprees. And then once you get comfortable in that situation, they could end up being a total abuser and a total asshole. So, you know, you just never know. Uh, Cassandra in the chat says, my first long-term boyfriend spent lots of money on me. He was also mentally abusive narc that left me with severe PTSD and an eating disorder. Damn. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like you can have that. Sometimes people think like, you know, it's all about the money and money is nice. Don't get me wrong. Cause I'm not going to talk to anybody who, who, who's not at a certain, you know, income level. Right. But that's because I'm at a certain income level. So I'm, and I'm not going to dumb down my standards. I'm just not going to do that because again, men who have money and men who have means, you know, yeah, they can date a babysitter and it's cute, but for a woman, it's not cute. Right? So when you're at a certain income bracket, yeah, you do want to date somebody, you know, who they also have money too, where y'all are somewhat equally yoked. You know, do I expect them to be a super multimillionaire? No, but am I going to talk to, you know what I'm saying, somebody making 20 grand a year? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? Just like Ebony K. Williams is like, I'm not talking to a bus driver. She's a lawyer. She's worth multi-millions of dollars. So I get that. Everybody has to set their own standard. But with all that also being said, don't just think solely about the money either. Because sometimes a guy can have a lot of money, a lot of wealth. And like that young lady said in the chat, she's not left with PTSD and an eating disorder. So there has to be like a happy medium. You know what I mean? Just like with guys, like I tell guys all the time when we have our Zoom meetings, don't just go for women because, oh, she's pretty or she's a baddie, she's on Instagram. 
What else does she bring to the table besides pussy and problems? I tell y'all that all the time. Make sure that you guys are getting a woman of substance. That's the same thing I tell my sons. You know, make sure she's about something. She has goals in life. You know, she can get out, get out and get it on her own. You shouldn't just have to take care of her. You don't need a beautiful bum by your side. Yeah, she should be able to be just as willing to like hustle and, you know, get it. And so if y'all break up, she's okay. It shouldn't be where you're just tricking off, tricking off, tricking off. Because that gets old. You want to feel like, okay, if all this ends tomorrow, this person will have my back. You know, so we have to start looking at things on a deeper level. You know what I'm saying? On a deeper level, emotional level, spiritual level. It's not always just about the money. It's also about the character. You know, everybody's talking about a high-value man. What is a high-value man? It's not just his income potential. Is he God-fearing? How does he respect his mother? How does he treat his children? How does he treat other people? Does he have integrity? Those are things we need to start looking for, you know what I'm saying, in men and in women. It's not just about the looks. Okay, there are so many beautiful women out here, okay? Pretty women come a dime a dozen. Everybody can get plastic surgery now. So everybody can be a baddie. Everybody's shape can be on point. But what else does that person bring to the table? That is what we have to ask each other. You know what I'm saying? As men and women. Am I preaching right now, y'all? Can I get an amen? Okay. So this goes for, for both sides. You know what I'm saying? It's not about just bashing men or just bashing women. People need to look for substance on both sides. Yeah, don't just bring dick and drama or pussy and problems, okay? Don't bring that to my table. We don't do dick and drama over here and we don't do pussy and problems. We want people who have themselves together. We want good stock, okay? We want people who have integrity, who treat people right. So we have to start looking deeper. It's deeper than just the Cheesecake Factory. It's deeper than just not wanting to go bowling. Stop being superficial. Yes, bring substance. Let's see here. Um, Jesse Bush sent $9.99. She says, she says, T, I've been watching you since medical school and your videos got me through some hard times. Just dropping in, showing some love. Thank you so much. And congratulations on finishing medical school. So I'm just really, really happy that my videos were able to help you through medical school because we need more doctors and nurses and things like that. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Therapist Z said, 199 says, I learned never go on a date without money slash away home. Amen. Yeah, you never want to go on a date without anything on you. Don't just go somewhere depending on somebody else to get you home or to pay for everything. That is very true. Um, Rose Love says, these women can speak for themselves. I love the Cheesecake Factory. I always get the strawberry cheesecake. I know that's right, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. I don't know how to pronounce this, Ch Chicago for greatness or something, I think. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Send $20, says I'm late, but I came in. You were speaking straight facts. You look beautiful today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Uh, Lily sent $4.99. She says, T, you are looking amazing. May God bless you in all that you do. Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you. Uh, forever your Leo. What's up, sis? She sent $19.99, says, I noticed a lot of the dating ways and advice online have changed a lot 
especially with the red pill channels. Now it's a gender war online of people telling other people how and what to expect. People just need to date for themselves. I agree. And that's why I feel like social media has totally messed up dating expectations, how we treat each other as men and women, the gender wars, you know, it's just, it's too much. The red pills, everybody's bitter. You got the bitter Betty Brigade who hate men. Then you have the crazy red pill guys who hate women. And it's just sad because in the real world, when you actually shut off your computer and get off your phone, you don't see a lot of that in the real world. You see people courting people and, and coming up to people and trying to date people and getting phone numbers and things like that if you're in the right spaces and environments. You know what I'm saying? So I think like a lot of this stuff is online and it's just becoming really, really detrimental, you know, because and not even that, even in the music, it's, it's really affecting how a lot of these young girls are thinking they should be treated and their expectations. And it's like, you're listening to city girls and you're listening to rappers, you know, tell you about, you know, um, not fucking with broke guys and, you know, you have to, you know, fuck them, then get some money and all this stuff. And that's not reality. It's just not reality. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. You have to live your life for you and you have to stop trying to live it vicariously through rappers and influencers and the red pill community and all that stuff. So I definitely agree um, oh, hold on, I'm refreshed. Uh, Michelle Sawyer says, in my opinion, some of the dating standards are unrealistic for everyday regular people. I think some got hooked on these girls online, bagging rich luxuries and having it all at their fingers. Yes, I definitely agree. And again, social media, like I always tell you guys, especially like Instagram, it is so fake because people only show you a highlight reel of their life. So when you guys are following these influencers who sit all day in Dubai or get flewed out and they're showing their latest, you know, shopping spree and bags and shoes and outfits, you have to ask yourself, well, what did they do to get that? You know, how did they degrade themselves to get that? Who, who all did they have to fuck to get that? You know, how many trains did they have to get ran on them to get that? And for me, it's just, it's not appealing. Do what you got to do if that's what makes you sleep better at night and that's how you got to get your money. That's your business. But it's not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? I'm not going to knock them. Do what you have to do. But I'm never going to look at that lifestyle and feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm so envious of that. No. If I have to have people degrade me like that just to get a Louis bag, it's not worth it. I will rock around with a $30 handbag before I would let a bunch of men think they could just degrade me you know what I'm saying, and do some disgusting stuff like that to me. You know what I mean? But again, that's me. I speak for TT and nobody else. Uh, let me see here. Kirby, what's up, Kirby? He said, $10 says, it doesn't get better as you get older. The cat daddies think you should Netflix and screw on the first day. Oh, no, not Netflix and screw. Not the cat daddies, honey. All my homeboys be telling me all the little gay team. The gay community got it bad, too. It ain't just the straights. Y'all be struggling in the dating department, too. They said them damn dudes, they will take you to Taco Bell and then, you know, want to take you back to the apartment, and they want it all. They want a head, honey, for a damn soft-shell taco and a chalupa. I said, not a side of head for a chalupa. If you don't get your ass up out of here with that shit. <laughs> they want some head with a chalupa, honey. They be telling me all the little, uh, the gay dating stories. And the studs ain't no better either. 
Oh my goodness, yes. And it does, it does get harder, you know, you know, as you get older. I think um, a lot of times too, what I'm, what I'm learning now with dating is learning to step outside your comfort zone. I think sometimes like when you're dating, you're so used to like dating a certain demographic. And I think, you know, as you get older and you meet people, it's okay to step out your comfort zone. You know, it's okay to date interracially. It's okay to go out with white boys and Asians. And it's even okay to date younger. You know what I mean? So I think people need to realize that. Sometimes you need to just kind of step out of like the normal demographics that you're used to. You know, if you're used to like dating other people in their 40s, some people in their 40s just come off as very, very jaded and bitter and angry they have all this baggage they're mad you know at their four baby daddies or they're mad because they got child support for six baby mamas i don't want to hear all that that's not my life i don't want to date a bitter guy with six baby mamas and you know and they're mad at the world so sometimes you just have to date in different brackets you know what i'm saying and enjoy it for what it is so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, people get mad about interracial dating, oh, black men dating white women. I don't give a fuck. That's your business. Like I tell y'all all the time, you can't date everybody. You can't fuck everyone. So you can't regulate who people date and who they screw. The only person you regulate is yourself. So as long as people are happy in whatever situation they find themselves in, I'm all for that. Now, when I say young people, I mean people of age. So don't twist my words. I'm not talking about R. Kelly's and people under age, people under the age of 15, 18, 18, 15, 16. I'm not talking about teenagers. I'm talking about people who are younger than you by a few years. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I think like, you know, you should be able to like date outside of your comfort zone. I think once you expand your dating pool, um, you'll be happier. You'll be a lot happier. So good luck to you, friend. Not the old trade, the old ass trades and cat daddies, honey. Trying to get a side ahead. <laughs> Good luck. Um, let me see here. Uh, Jazz Harrison, four ninety nine says, "I remember the story you did when the woman was making millions and her husband had killed her for the money." Oh yeah, the lady in Florida. And I told people, I said that man did that shit, and everybody said I was being mean and oh, you're trying to attack the black man. I said, you could just tell his ass is guilty. And then what happened a year later, it came out that he killed that woman. He wasn't shit. He didn't have anything. She shouldn't even dealt with him. He brought nothing to the table. That lady was paying for everything and was hustling. And, you know, it was that one of those situations where it's like, you know, she just wanted to have a man just to have a man. And that's why I said you have to be with people who you are equally yoked with. When you are somebody of means, you cannot date somebody who has nothing because they, they start having resentment towards you. And then you can find yourself getting hurt. So, yeah, she should have dated somebody in her tax bracket, more or less, because he was a dusty all the way around. That was very sad. I think her, her name was Makiva Jenkins. Makiva Jenkins, that was her name. That was really sad. Uh, let's see here. Two Clarence sent 499 says, Hey T, I love your channel. I regularly watch the ID channel. Very informative. It lets us know how to be cautious, especially when dating. Exactly. I love the ID channel, especially fear that fear thy neighbor had me so scared to deal with my neighbors and I had to like stop. Like you need to go meet your neighbors and get fear that neighbor out your head. That is a really good series. If you have not seen fear that neighbor, that is a really good series. Um, let's see here. Aaron Lee says, everybody talking about what they want, 
How about giving a good first impression? Some people's standards are messing up a good moment and with good people. I like that. Yeah, definitely a good first impression. You have to know how to carry yourself on a date, especially a first date, you know? That's why I was saying, like, if I'm going out on a first date to, like, a club or a lounge and you're on your phone and you're, or you don't dance, you just stand there, that's a bad first impression. Like, you have to be turned up. You got to be, you have to bring the same energy that I bring, you know? So definitely agree with you, Ron. Uh, Mika Milson 5 says, we ate noodles on his balcony. He had just moved into his first place. Fast forward seven years, two homes and five cars later. Them noodles leveled me up. I know that's right, sis. Thank you so much for the super chat. I know that's right. That makes a lot of sense. You have to do what you have to do at the end of the day, you know. So sometimes giving that diamond in the rough a chance definitely can pay off, you know. But you guys were young, so you guys were able to build together. So again, like I always tell people, you got to understand your age and where you're at in life. You know, if you're younger, then that's cool to, you know, first date at Macy's in the living room, you know, of Macy's or whatever, in the living room section, eating Panda Express. That's cute because you're kids and you're young and you're building. At my big age now, can somebody take me to Macy's and be like, we're just going to sit here and chill? Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> no, but you know, when I was a teenager, that was acceptable, you know? So it all depends on where you're at in life, you know, again, Somebody in their late 30s, 40s, and they feel like, um, you know, they won't eat anything less than Fogaday Chow. Cool, I get that. Somebody 22 hollering about Fogaday Chow and bottles at the club, fuck out of here, okay, at 22. You know, unless you have that money for yourself to also trick off and do that. And the average 22-year-old does not. Let's keep it real. When most people in their 20s get bottle service, it'd be about six to eight of y'all buying tables a lot of y'all cannot just buy your own table by yourself so let's keep that real maybe a lot of y'all putting in <laughs> okay <laughs> so again it's all about your age and where you're at in life so let's not forget that that's why what's her name ayana van zandt that's why she can date a bus driver she's what is she like 70 <laughs> I'm not trying to shame. I'm just saying she's older. She's lived her life. She's had her children. You know what I'm saying? She's probably in menopause. So she just wants companionship. So, you know, when you get older, companionship is nice. She just wants companionship. She's not trying to build with nobody. She's already built her empire. She's straight. But for somebody like Ebony, who's young and, you know, she wants eggs. She still, <laughs> I said she wants eggs. She wants a baby. <laughs> she wants a baby, not eggs. <laughs> She's not looking necessarily for companionship. She wants to get married. She wants, you know, to have a child. So, again, you got to know where you're at in life, you know. So, you can't put your expectations on other people. <laughs> she wants eggs. I mean, she wants a baby daddy <laughs> to scramble her eggs and get her pregnant, child. too much fun i can't believe i've been out here for almost two hours y'all got me cracking up in the chat tonight i swear this has been a fun stream okay so before i go we talked about the dating thing now for like almost an hour i gotta hit on this blue face situation child and this whole situation with carlisa 
Carlicia, his mom, over the past few days has been a mess. So, let me see if I can pull this up here. Him and Carlisa got into it really bad because Carlisa does not like the fact that Blueface is now engaged to Jaden Alexis. She feels away. Is this it? Okay, yeah. Let me go ahead and share my screen here. Give me just a second. Y'all got me cracking up in this chat. Okay. So here we go with the Blueface and Carlisa tea. Okay. So Blueface just be talking so much shit. He says, my mother is a whore who's been married three times, three kids by three different men, and never married none of the men, only random men that she liked with a lot of money so she could divorce and take from them. So she could divorce and take from them at the end of the day. It's all, at the end of it all, she's sleeping with a bum every night. Sad story for real. Could never respect her as a woman. Jaden got two kids, one baby daddy, and a ring. She's really her for real. Follow behind these hoes if you want to. I got a real bitch on SY, which stands for Schoolyard Crip. Blueface is just, he's, he's so extra. Then he says, post your ring and I'm going to post mine. You want to compare booties, right, Carlissa? Let's compare rings. Let's see what type of ring that old booty got and what type of ring that new booty got. My wife going to always win. Carlisa says, did this ninja propose to the maid? Oh, well, it is October. Then she says, my bum got papers on mines. You got that downtown LA in the swap meet district. Then she says, now tell the people you married the maid just in case you got to go to prison, the end. Congratulations, oh no, you in charge, congratulations. And that's from that movie, Hustle and Flow. Then he posts the picture of the ring that he gave Jade and Alexis. And people, and the lady pinched his dick. Lou was never back and forth living with his dad. That's a motherfucking lie. He went one time for, for four or five months and it was a single apartment with his dad and some other lady that looked like a transvestite. And he came home and said, I ain't never going again. And he didn't. Now ask which grade of school. You go find out. I got report cards for every fucking year that them motherfuckers been born. And I can guarantee you they spent one school year with my grandmother in Ohio so I could get my shit together. And she told me to come get them motherfuckers. Jonathan did not live back and forth with his daddy. I got a report card for every fucking lie. He went over there with the Mexican people and the lady pinched his dick and that was the end of that shit, okay? That's the end of it. Don't bring that shit up to me no more. No the fuck no. Them people did not help me raise my fucking son, no. I will give his dad some credit for showing up to the goddamn football games. Fuck you talking about. His dad came and spent nights at my house when he didn't have nowhere to go. What is you talking about? How John gonna live with him when his daddy was living with us? And don't make me tell y'all what else his daddy did. Fucking lie. He was. Child, let me come back on. <laughs> Carlisa is a mess. First of all, why does she keep saying he got his his dick pinched? Like what? Like she's always talking something sexual about her boys. That shit is weird to me. And then the other son was talking about how Carlisa was like teaching him how to give head, like. The whole family is just very, very strange. Is Blueface half Mexican or something? 
Why was she saying that the Mexican lady pinched his dick? Was that like his auntie or something? What kind of what what in the child molestation is going on with this family? Like they're just weird. Why was he living with a bunch of Mexicans? Is he half Mexican? The whole family is weird as hell. And it's like she's so calm about it and she's just saying that. Okay, so some Mexican lady pinched his peen and you just, there were no charges filed? Like, what the hell are you talking about? This lady's weird as hell. He do look like he could be half Mexican. I know the, um, they said, no, the dad's woman is Mexican. She's just talking about it so casually. So was it the dad's new girlfriend who pinched him? The whole family's a mess. The entire family's a mess. Now, my thing is this with Blueface, right? He's talking all this shit about his mama and, you know, about how she's a whore. She got three kids by three different men. But what's very interesting is how doesn't that apply to him? He acts like he has, you know, his two children by Jaden Alexis as if he didn't just have a baby by Krishan Rock, not even a few months ago. So you as a man, you have three kids by two different women. So why doesn't that make you a whore and a worthless man? Because you have two different baby mamas. I hate this double standard of if a woman has kids by multiple men, you know, somehow she's so devalued and this and that. Now... You got to know when to say when. You can't be out here having, you know, six baby daddies. I think that's a bit much, you know, but I just find it very interesting when men say that, but then they have a bunch of kids by different women. Now, if you don't have a bunch of kids by different women, because like I said, you have every right to set your standards. I hate when people act like, oh, because you're a single mother, you don't have the right to set your standards. You absolutely the fuck do, okay? Again, I have kids. Both my kids are by my ex-husband. I'm not talking to a guy who got three and four kids by different women, four baby mamas. I'm not entertaining it at all. You know what I mean? And if you have kids, have you ever been married? Do they have the same mom? So, yeah, you can have certain, you know, standards for yourself. But he's talking as if he don't have two baby mamas out here. You know, so I find that very, very strange. Like, you have two kids, you know, three kids by two different women. So how are you any better than your mom? I think at the end of the day, people should be very careful with who they have children with. And you need to understand, too, that a man is going to treat you how they treat their mother. And he's very disrespectful to his mom. But the reason why he's so disrespectful to her, I blame her as a mother. She, none of her kids respect her because she's been so busy trying to be their friend. That's exactly how they treat her. They just treat her like she's just one of the homegirls. They talk to her crazy. They cuss her out all the time. They don't even call her mom. They call her Carlisa. So she set the standard for how her children treat her. Has she, you know what I'm saying, disciplined them and allowed them to know what she's willing to accept and not accept? He couldn't talk to her like that. And she's a young mom. She had them young. But I've never had my kids call me by my first name and just, you know, just wild out on me. It's like you have to, just because you're a teen parent doesn't mean that, yes, it's hard and you're damn near raising each other with your kids, but you're still the mom. You're still their parent. So you still have to set those boundaries, and you have to start young, you know? Like, all little kids, when you have, like, 
when you're a teen mom, of course, your two-year-old is going to call you by your first name because they hear everybody else calling you by your first name. So then when they start calling you by your first name because your mom is calling you by your first name, all your friends are, you have to let them know, like, no, you don't call me by my first name. I'm mommy. You know what I mean? So it seems like she didn't have that conversation with her kids. She just allowed her kids to keep calling her by her first name, which is just weird to me. It's very weird. I just think, you know, it's just their whole dynamic. It should, and I'm not saying that she has done things to her kids, but her obsession with her sons are just weird. She's constantly too invested in their relationships. If he wants to marry the so-called milkmaid, that is his business. Why do you care so much? But like somebody said earlier when they were sending that super chat, they were saying that he's only marrying Jade and Alexis because he's dealing now with this $13 million lawsuit and also that shooting case that he might be trying to put assets in her name. And you can only put assets in somebody's name once you're married. So there's a new situation going on with Blueface. So I'm going to show you all this real quick. Okay. So it says here, rapper Blueface has been ordered to pay about $13.1 million in damages to the owner of the stuttered Las Vegas strip club, Euphoric Gentlemen's Club, who said that the rapper's involvement in the shooting outside of the venue a year ago led to the venue's closure a month later. The musical artist, 26, I can't believe he's only 26. I thought he was older than that. Um, earlier this month was sentenced to three years probation in a plea deal in the attempted murder case stemming from the October 8th, 2022 shooting outside the since-closed strip club, which left the man with injuries to his hand. The Tatiana artist made headlines Sunday as he attended the Los Angeles Rams home game at the SoFi Stadium where he was pictured throwing wads of cash in his luxury box as, slant, as scantily clad women dance and he proposed to his girlfriend, Jaden Alexis. That's a lot of damn money. $13 million is no joke. I don't know if he's going to end up settling or what he's going to do, but um, I don't feel bad for him because he be just he does too much. He does too much. He talks to his mom crazy. Um, I don't feel bad for Krishan. He treats her like crap, but I don't feel bad for her because she knew what it was. She thought that she won a prize, and she found out she got the same man that Jaden Alexis got. Um, Jaden is over here crying, you know, tears of happiness that – He's finally settling down with her, but look how he treats her and talks to her, and especially in front of the children. So it's just like another cycle of dysfunction. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what ends up happening with that situation, though. I don't feel bad for none of them. So let me see here. I've been out here for two hours, you guys. This has been such a fun stream. We had over like 9,000 people in here. Um, let me see if I missed any other super chats here um, before I go. Zoo Money, what's up, Zoo Money? She said $9.99. She says, my boyfriend took me to Noche's on our first date. It's a Latin spot here in New Jersey with live music, $30 per person on average. He also took me to the Cheesecake, and I love it. Both are amazing spots, and I love the Olive Garden. That's what's up. Thank you so much for coming through, Zoo. Uh, JB says... Hey, y'all, why not a local spot, inexpensive, yummy food, chill upscale ambiances, definitely won't, definitely a vibe, won't break the bank. 
and you get a unique experience. Just my two cents. Much love, T. Thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate you. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing at all. Um, what's up, Melanin Queen? She sent $4.99. She said, shit, the movies is a forty is a $400 bill. That's past being bougie. That's living vicariously through someone else's paycheck. Bitch better apply for an EBT card. Girl, you are a mess. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, AJ sent $10. Says, hey, T, just got here. Did you know that the Cheesecake Factory clip was a fake skit by actors? Some Manosphere man concocted it. The video was taken twice. He deleted it the first time. Yeah, we knew it was a skit, but like I said, skits have real-world consequences. So now because of that skit, there's now a list going around of places that women don't want to go to on their first date. So we just broke down that whole list. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let me see here. Uh, Buttercup Baddie sent $9.99, says, Blueface, who admitted to a 1,000 bodies, Trying to slut shame somebody is wild. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Because I think that's just as disgusting. You know, he's clowning his mom and, you know, same women who have three baby daddies or whores and this and that. But you got a thousand bodies that you brag about. And I hate that whole, well, men can do it so it's not a big deal. No, it's, it's trashy. I don't care if it's a man or a woman. If you've had sex with a thousand people, you have issues. Can you imagine, like, how many soul ties have been exchanged? Like, ugh. I just think that's just, that's just being a nymphomaniac at that point. Um, let me see here. Bubbles activated. Sent 1999. Says, hey, T, I missed the notification that you went live. I'll catch the playback. Love you, love you, too. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, Mwaka, I hope I said that right. Sent 1999. Says, hey, T, finally caught a live. Keep doing you. It's Mwaka, call me Waka for short. Blueface and his mom are a mess. I love that name, that's really pretty, Mwaka. Thank you for the super chat too, sis. Um, oh, Buttercup says, P.S. he's no longer claiming Krishan's baby. Oh wow, that's interesting. Okay. It's still his child though, but you know, he don't have to claim it, it's still his baby. Uh, Chris says, when did you stop eating meat? Do you eat fish? You look amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I eat seafood now. I stopped eating meat like probably almost 10 years ago when I went on my first weight loss journey. I had did a detox. I did like a 15 day master cleanse detox. And so after I did that for like 15 days, I lost like 25 pounds and I just never went back to eating meat because you can't detox yourself like that and then go back and eat a, a, you know, a hamburger or something. So this was when I lived in Charlotte. So this was years ago. So yeah, I haven't eaten meat in a long time. I just started eating seafood again, like salmon and stuff, um, probably like in the past three, four years. So yeah, I do. I'm a pescatarian now. So I, I've done veganism. I've done vegetarianism. Um, now I'm just a pescatarian. I like that better. Veganism was too strict for me because I like butter and, um, I like yogurt. 
And I just don't like the fact it was just too much. Like, you got to think about everything you cook. And, oh, my God, this came from an animal. And, oh, you can't have cheese. And so I just do the pescatarian thing now. That's, like, the easiest thing for me. <laughs> Somebody said I like eggs too much. Yeah. Eggs are okay. All right, y'all. So I think I got everybody. So this has been a wonderful stream. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys for coming through. Um, I probably will not, let me see here. I might do a Zoom meeting later. I gotta see, cause there's an event that I might have to go to. Um, but if not, I might, I will try and do one tomorrow cause we do have to do a Zoom meeting this week. So if I can't do one later on tonight, it might be tomorrow. Um, I just got to call and see where we're at as far as time for this event. So, but other than that, y'all, I had a good time. Y'all keep writing Little Duval. I talked about Little Duval earlier. Um, he was talking about the dating thing. That's all. It was just, he was responding to the list. So I talked about Little Duval. I didn't miss that. Um, I'm not talking about it. Y'all keep asking me about the Gaza situation. I've talked about it in two other lives. Go back to the first live where I talked about it. I'm not talking about it anymore. Um, yeah, so that's it, you guys. So I'll be down here for a few more days. So I probably won't be back to Minnesota until next week. So um, I'll probably do another live stream once I get back to Minnesota. But I will do a Zoom meeting down here for all my Discorders. So on that note, y'all, I will talk to y'all later. Thank y'all for tuning in. Love you guys. Y'all have a good evening. Bye, everyone.